Hello, everyone. Uh, it's good to uh, worship with you. Uh, obviously, we can't, well, yeah, can't see each other exactly right now, but uh, it is definitely a blessing to uh, just to be with you, to worship with you, just to be reminded of, of God's grace again today and just, just uh, how blessed we are. Uh, today, we want to talk about this topic of anxiety and, and peace and how, how we can just overcome anxiety. Um, how how we, can, how we can take steps to to battle against it and just to really look to God. So before we do that, though, I just wanted to say a quick word of prayer for us, so we could just uh, as we before we delve into the uh, into the word. I mean, let me pray for us. Father, we we thank you for this time, and Lord, we we we're so grateful that you have blessed us so much that we who who are, who are sinners with no hope that because of the work of Christ, uh, we are forgiven, we are saved. And as we think about who we are in you, how blessed we are, we pray that we would just respond with worship. And we pray today that as we think about what you have to say to us today through your word, that we would be just so blessed uh, by your scriptures, by your word, and that we would just be convicted, we'll be encouraged, and we would just be grateful and worship you and honor you. And that we would just be eager to live a life that is truly pleasing unto you, Lord. Please be with us today in this time of worship. Let it truly, again, be honoring to you and a blessing to us. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so we're talking today about um, just, uh, I think, a topic that I would think all of us can relate to. Um, honestly, I, I don't know anybody who does not struggle with anxiety or being anxious or, or worrying and it just uh it just seems sometimes part of what it means to be alive right to 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 worry to be anxious and yet we see in today's passage and other passages in scripture this this command right it says do not be anxious about anything right that now it doesn't say do not be anxious about some things but it literally says, do not be anxious about anything, right? There's nothing that you should be anxious about. And sometimes you look at that and you think, what? Lord, how is that even possible, right? Lord, how, how, how can you expect me not to worry, not to be anxious? And yeah, we see Jesus saying it uh, himself, calling us not to be anxious. We see obviously here the Apostle Paul saying, do not be anxious, and to be honest, as we, as we live our lives, when we do get anxious, when we get worried, when we feel this overwhelming anxiety, it's, it's not pleasant. It's not something that we're happy about. And so I think maybe we take to heart these words and then we say maybe, Lord, I don't want to be anxious. I, I don't want to be worried. I don't want to you know, be so preoccupied with these things where it's just affecting my mind, maybe my health. You know, It's really affecting my mood and and just my, my well-being, and obviously it's affecting my ability to worship you, Lord. And so maybe we say, I don't want to be anxious, and yet it just seems like I can't help it. And so today I want us to really think about what, what, what it means to be anxious, right? what, what is anxiety, what, what is worry a little bit, and I want to think a little bit about, well, why do we, why do we get anxious, and, and how do we overcome it? So I guess, you know, if you had three points, it would really be, what is anxiety, right? What is worry? Um, and secondly, why do we get anxious, right? Why do we worry? And, and lastly, well, how do we overcome 
this anxiousness? How do we overcome this sense of anxiety and worry? And, and how do we find peace? How do we experience peace that is actually promised to us in this passage? And so we want to go in that direction. But, but before, as we go into what is anxiety, you know, what does it mean to be anxious? I want to, before we really get to a definition of sorts, I want to really think about what do I tend to worry about? Right? What, what do I tend to get anxious about? What preoccupies me? What, what tends to capture us, right? right? For you, what, what are you obsessed about? And when we think about that, I mean, I think some of the common ones might be money, right? Money, money is a big one. We tend to be preoccupied with money. It's, you know, it's one of the universal ones. We tend to worry about financial concerns or maybe might be health. Right, I'll get the universal one here. Obviously, life and death, feeling good, feeling bad. Do I feel healthy? Do I feel unhealthy? Do I feel sick? Um, we might have anxieties about growing old. And as we get older, uh, we don't. maybe we don't want to get older. Maybe we, we care about how we look. I used to look a certain way, but now I don't like the way I look. I used to play sports. I used to exercise. But now, you know, when I try to run, my knees hurt, my back hurts, and, and we don't like it. Maybe there's a fear that as I get old, maybe I might lose my memory or, or go see now or not be able to do things that I used to be able to do. Maybe I feel anxious about responsibilities, life responsibilities, work responsibilities. Maybe I have a, a big presentation at work tomorrow and, and I feel so anxious. Or maybe you know somebody I know is, is in trouble and I want to help them, but I, but I don't know how to help them. So I feel anxious. You know, maybe if I, if I have children, maybe my anxiety is because of my kids. How are they going to turn out? Are they going to be good citizens? Are they going to be good, you know, members of the church? Are they going to be good, you know, um, Christians? Or, or are they going to go the wrong path? You know, what is the proper amount of hovering and, and caring and protecting? When does it become too much? Maybe I'm too paranoid. Maybe I'm too much. Maybe if I'm single, maybe the, the anxiety, the anxiousness is, will I get married? Maybe there's a preoccupation with the singleness. Or maybe somebody wrongs me. Maybe somebody does something to me that, that is really hurtful, and I'm just, I'm just stewing over it. I'm so anxious about it. And, and maybe somebody talk to, talks about me or criticizes me. Maybe, maybe somebody does something that is just so wrong. And so I'm so preoccupied with these things and I just, it just overwhelms me. Or maybe, maybe we're preoccupied with, with our sins. Maybe I lost my temper. Maybe I, I ruined a friendship or relationship. Maybe I feel a sense of guilt, a sense of regret. Maybe my family isn't going, you know, isn't operating the way I want it to. Maybe my church isn't going the way I want it to. And, and we can go on and on about things we might be anxious about. Maybe some of these things really relate to you and you're like, whoa, that, that's me. Or maybe some of these things, you know, don't relate to you at all. But the point is, we, we tend to feel anxious. We tend to feel worried. And maybe we have some good reasons, right? My health is important, you know, finances are important. My family is important, you know, church is important. My work is important. My responsibilities are important. And so it would actually seem that we have good reasons to worry. And when we, when we look at the apostle Paul, who's writing this book of Philippians, he, he had good reasons it would appear to be worried. 
you know, he's, he's in prison. He's writing to the Philippians people that he loves. He's concerned for them. Clearly, throughout the four chapters of the, this epistle, we see the love he has for them, the concern he has for them. He talks about it repeatedly. And they're suffering for the Philippians. And, and there's division in the church. And so there's, there's good reason for the concern. But the thing that I, I, we see in the epistle is there is a difference between genuine, loving concern and being anxious, right? Because we see the way Paul writes about, you know, about, about the Philippians and about how Timothy, uh, about, you know, Timothy who is genuinely concerned. And, and we see these things and we, we see genuine loving concern, which is good, but then he says, do not be anxious. So we see the separation of concern and anxiousness. And one of the things I want to say is when we talk about what is anxiety, what is worry, what does it mean to be anxious, it does not mean don't be concerned. I think that's something that's important. You know, I think sometimes we think, oh, do not be anxious. That means I don't have to worry, so I don't have to care. I don't have to feel any, you know, any concern. And, and he's not talking about a stoic lifestyle. Paul is not saying don't care, don't be concerned. but there is a difference between sinful anxiousness, sinful anxiety, and genuine concern. You know, there's this nervous brooding. We might get uptight, we might get obsessive, we might get really upset, and, and that is sinful anxiety. It's the preoccupation that happens without God in mind. Um, let me just go over a few definitions of what it means to be anxious. And, and the, word, the word for anxiety, it doesn't, doesn't mean concern simply, but it means harmful, anxious, harassing care, right? It literally means to be torn up. It means to be distracted by your anxiety. Uh, one pastor put it this way. He said, biblically, we see that worry or anxiety means carrying concern in this world in such a way that we either lose perspective on life or we lack trust in God, right? We're carrying concerns but we lose perspective. We lack trust in the Lord in it. Um, another definition I read was to be over-concerned about something other than the kingdom of God. Um, when we put our ultimate hope in anything in the world, right? We, we went struggle with worry and worry, anxiety, anxiousness, you know, they're all like synonyms here. It's, it's an over-concern for things that results from over loving something, right? That is loving something more than God. And, and we feel it and we get preoccupied, right? We, we, we've put all of our energy on it, right? We, 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 we get, we feel this anxiety that just kind of eats us up on the inside when, as I said before, we, we feel torn up, we feel distracted. And sometimes we think, all right, well, if that's anxiousness, then what I want to do is I just want to feel numb. I want to feel indifferent. I just want to not care. And, and we might want, we might do that. We might try to think, you know, what, I'm just going to take the edge off and, you know, maybe I might say I, I need a drink or maybe some kind of medication that'll help me not to, to feel the sense of anxiousness. Or, or maybe we might want to adopt kind of a Hakuna Matata, right? From the Lion King lifestyle, right? Just, just doesn't matter. Right? It's a worry-free life. Let's not be so over-concerned about things. Or we might just say, ah, whatever. Right? I, I don't care. 
And, and we don't see any of that in the Bible. Um, you know, in, in this world, I think there are, is a sense of stoicism people sometimes have where because they don't want to get worried, whether it's through religion or whether it's through certain philosophies or even some counseling methodologies, you know, there is a certain stoic philosophy we can have where we don't want to take things too seriously. Uh, even in our spiritual life, sometimes we may try to use prayer, for example, to say, I don't want to take things too seriously. Maybe we say, oh, let, let, let's pray and just kind of feel calm about things, right? Where we're, we're using prayer as just a calming effect as opposed to a way to really go to God and really cry out to God. And one of the things I think I want to really highlight here is that I don't want to be anxious, yes, but that doesn't mean I don't want to care or I don't want to be concerned. I, we're, called, we're called to do everything for the glory of God. The Bible is very clear, right? Whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. And we should care. We should be excellent. We should care about our families. We should care about our work. We should care about our church. Right? We should care about our health. And we should take the proper steps to, to take care of these things that are so important. But the question is, am I doing that in a way that still honors and glorifies God? Am I concerned in a way, in, in the proper way where these things do not come before God and where I, you know, I have the right perspective on life and the right faith in God as I'm caring for these things or are these things hijacking my heart? Are these things just overwhelming me, distracting me, you know, tearing me up. And I'm just so preoccupied with these things. And so that's really the question. Now, one of the things that I wanna ask ourselves also is, well, what, what does it look like when I get anxious, right? I mean, I wanna maybe think about it in your own life. When you feel anxiousness and worry, like what, how does that, what does it look like? Because if, if we don't know what it looks like, it's kind of hard to take even this do not be anxious command to heart. And I just wanna point out maybe a few things we might experience when we feel the sense of anxiety. One might be just this spin cycle of churning, anxious worry, where you feel like we're juggling plates and we're just, we're brooding, we're preoccupied and we just feel anxious, right? And maybe as I'm talking about this, maybe you can feel what I'm talking about. That might be your classic sense of, oh, I feel anxious, right? I'm just so, it's just churning inside of me. I feel miserable. I feel like I'm juggling a million things and I'm just so preoccupied with it and I feel it. Or maybe that's not you. Maybe for you, it's just more being irritable and being controlling, right? You're just not pleasant to be around. And often behind irritability and controlling behavior, there, there can be fear and anxiousness. You know, we might be terrified, we might be racked with anxiousness, but not being in control and about the things that we're so worried about. Or, you know, instead of just being irritable and controlling or just being, just churning with anxiety, we might, take the route of supposed indifference, right? Where we act like we don't care about it at all or escapism. Uh, sometimes when, when we're really worried, when we're feeling so much anxiousness, we just, we just zone out. You know, maybe I have, if I'm a student, maybe I have a huge exam tomorrow 
and I'm so anxious. What do I do? Instead of studying, I watch, you know, six hours of Netflix, right? <laughs> I just don't want to even think about it. I'm too anxious. I, I, I can't go there. So I just want to put my mind, I just want to escape from the things that are eating me up inside. And so we, we, we think about this anxiousness, right? This being torn up and, you know, this preoccupation. Um, we think about this sinful anxiety where we get obsessive, we get uptight, right? Um, where we are over-concerned about these things. And kind of on that note, well, well, why am I anxious? Okay, why, why do I get so worried? Why do, is there so much anxiety in my life? Why, why, why? That's important. And, and I've kind of already been going there, but, but, but one of the main reasons for this anxiousness is because of what is ruling my heart, right? I think the question we have to ask when we ask why am I anxious is what do I want? What do I need to have? What am I living for? Right? What rules me? Right? What is, as Jesus will put it, what is my treasure? If I worry about money, it's because I want money, right? If I worry, if I'm just always preoccupied about my children and, you know, that's, and, and I'm so obsessed and every prayer is something about my kids. And sometimes my, my prayers itself might just be a reflection of my worry. It's showing me what's on my heart. What do I want? And, and my worry, my anxiety flows out of this vertical dimension, really the question is, what rules my heart? What rules me? And I think it's pretty obvious, but if I'm living for things that are anything less than the living God, I'm going to be a nervous wreck at some level, at some point. See, we should have genuine concern, right? We, we should... We should love our families. We should, you know, we should be excellent at what we do, right? We should be concerned about things that are important in my life. But there is a difference, again, between that genuine concern that we should have and the sinful anxiousness that happens because I am living for these things, right? Ultimately, it's idolatry, right? It's what is ruling my heart. I should make money. I should provide for my family, of course. But if that becomes my everything, and if I'm living for that, then now I'm going to be anxious about it, and it's, it's idolatry, right? I'm sinning against the Lord, and my life is being hijacked by those things. So, so that's really a, a big reason why we get anxious, right? Because of the things that are ruling my heart. But on another level, we tend to get anxious because of the lack of faith in our lives, right? I mean, I'm called to trust in the Lord. I'm called to, to know that he is good and he is working for my good. But, but what happens is I don't really believe that God can work powerfully in my life in the way 
that is always beneficial for me. So when things around me don't seem to go the way I want it to, or the way I think it should, I just start getting anxious, right? Because I want, I want to be in control. I want to control everything around me. And it's, it's not going the way I think it should. And so instead of trusting in the Lord, I just get worried. I get preoccupied. I get anxious. And, and my life kind of becomes miserable often. And so we see, we see these two things. And we see Jesus talking about it. When we look at, for example, Matthew 6, you know, where he says, do not store for yourself treasures on earth, right? But he says to store treasures in heaven, right? Live for the things of God, not, not, not for the things of the earth. And he says to his disciples, as he's talking about this topic of worry or anxiety, he says, why, you know, he says, oh, you have little faith, right? He, he, he talks about these things and what we see in our lives is we tend to get anxious often because of the things that are ruling me and because of the lack of trust that we tend to have in the Lord. So then, if that's the case, well, how? How do I overcome this anxiety? How do I overcome the sense of anxiousness that I experience over and over? How do I obey this command to do not be anxious. And as we look at this passage, I want to really see what, the way Paul puts it. In verse 6, he says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. What is he saying? He's saying, Instead of being anxious, right? He's not, now again, he doesn't say, hey, don't be anxious, right? Just forget about all of your problems. Pretend they don't exist, right? Be a stoic and, you know, just, just think positive. No, he doesn't say that. He says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, again, everything, he says, bring it to the Lord. He says, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. I don't know if you realize that. He said, in three different ways to pray to God by prayer and supplication, right? And then later he says, make, make you know, um, let your request be made known to God. So what is he saying? When you feel anxious, right? When you feel overwhelmed, when you feel this preoccupation, when you feel it's too much for you, instead of being anxious about it and just being worried about it by yourself, no, no, take all of it. And he says, bring it to the Lord. Right, we see that in the Psalms, right, with, with David. We see David just crying out to the Lord, and that's what Paul is saying. He's saying, bring it, right? He says it three different ways and pray to the Lord. But I think the key here is he says to pray with thanksgiving. And that's a very key thing. So often when we pray, I mean, let's just be honest. Am I am I praying with a grateful heart? Am I praying with thanksgiving? And you might think that makes no sense. I'll, I'll thank God if he answers the prayer, right? I'll thank God if he, if he answers the prayer in the way that I want him to. Then, of course, I'll be thanking him and I'll you know, be worshiping him. But why would I be thankful before I even get the answer to my prayers? 
That sounds like a reasonable question. And yet, look at the way the Apostle Paul puts it. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. What is he saying? He's saying, when life hits you, when life is difficult, and when your concerns seem to be overwhelming you, it becomes over-concerned, and God may be not even in the picture anymore because you're so concerned about these things that are maybe ruling your heart, and you feel sometimes a lack of faith in the Lord during those times. What do you got to do? Obviously, pray to God, but you got to pray with thanksgiving. Why? Because I know as I am praying to the Lord, that he is hearing my prayers. Of course, right? he is hearing my prayers, but I also know that he will work for my good. And I think that is so important, right? Because I'm praying the prayer and I'm crying out to the Lord and I'm saying, Lord, help me. But Lord, I'm struggling with these things. Help my situation, help my heart, work in, you know, my heart, work in my life, work in my family's life and whatever else I might be praying about. But as I'm crying out to him, here is what I know. I know that God loves me. I know that God is all powerful. I know that he can answer my prayer any way he wants because he is in full control. He is sovereign. And yet, I also know that he loves me so much. But we know that I know that God loves me so much that the Father would even send his son to die for me. I know that God loves me so much that Jesus Christ, my Lord, my Savior, he went to the cross and he died the death that I deserve. And when I look at the Bible, what do I see? I see that if, if Christ would die for me, what would he withhold from me? What would he not do for me? Right? If God would not spare his own son, right, what would he not do for me whom he loves? And so I am so thankful as I'm praying that God loves me. He is all powerful and he loves me. And I am thankful that as I am praying, even though I don't know how he's going to answer my prayer, that whatever answer he gives me at the end of the day is going to be just what I need. It's going to be what is going to give glory to God, but also what is going to be the best for me. And so I'm thankful in my prayer because I know God is with me, that God loves me, and I can truly trust in him. So how do I overcome anxiety? It's by trusting God through prayers of thanksgiving. And I think that is so important. Often when we go to God and in prayer, when life gets tough, we just say, Lord, I want this, I want this, I want that, and I'm so worried. And in my prayers, it's just pretty much sometimes demanding, God, this is what you need to do for me. But instead of doing that, I need to go to God in prayer with dependence on him. Saying, Lord, these are my struggles. These are my worries. These are the things that is causing me to be anxious. And I am crying out to you. And I am bringing this to you. But I do it with thanksgiving because I know. I know who you are. I know that you are God Almighty. But I also know how much you love me. I look at the cross. I look at what Christ has done for me. And I am so moved by that. And I am so grateful for the work of Christ upon the cross and the gospel. And I say, Lord, I'm in your hand. And I cry out to you, but you are my fortress. Right? You are my shepherd. You are my rock. I know how much you love me. And I put my life in your hands because you 
are in control. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. And so I go to the Lord with faith, trusting him. I pray to him. I cry out to him. But I know that he is with me as I'm praying. And the other thing, or a second thing, that we want to do when we feel the sense of anxiousness is we want to see more and more clearly who God is. We look at verse 8. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And, and, and what we see here is often when we're feeling anxious, when we're feeling this, this anxiousness, what happens is we're not focused on who God is, on his goodness, on his love and his beauty. We're just focused on the things that we're worried about and we're just distracted and we're not looking in worship of God. We're just looking at these things that seem to be tearing me inside. And so I don't wanna focus on just those things. I wanna focus on who God is. I wanna focus on the truth, but not the lies. It says whatever is true. I wanna look on the things that are excellent, the things, whatever is lovely, okay, that's God. And so what I wanna do is I wanna look at the character of God, the goodness of God. I wanna look at the gospel. And as I do that, as I meditate on the Lord, as I commune with him, what happens is my desires and my affections go to him and I replace these things that I'm worried about, right? That, that are my idolatries, the things that are ruling my heart. And I wanna replace those things with worship of God. As I see again, how good he is. As I look at the gospel, as I look at Christ, as I look at his death and his resurrection, as I look at the amount of love that he has for me, as I look at how beautiful he truly is, again, my affections get stirred up and I want to worship him. I don't want to focus on these things that I'm so anxious about. I want to focus on the Lord. And as I do that, instead of being worried, I can worship. I can give glory to God and I can live a life that is pleasing to him. And as I trust in him and as I worship him, look at this promise in verse seven. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. All right, so if that's the promise, well, what, what is peace? And then we can go on and on about that. But just simply put, the Bible says peace is confidence and trust in God's wise control of our lives, right? It's, it's confidence, it's trust in God's wise control of our lives. It's knowing that God is in control. See, the opposite of peace is really what? It's, it's anxiety, right? Because I'm not trusting that God's in control. I'm not trusting in his wisdom. And so what happens? I just feel anxious. I feel torn up. And, and then sometimes I feel just this sense of like, 
lack of control and I don't know what to do. And peace is, I'm confident. God is in control. God is leading me in the right direction. And it says here that it will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What, what does that mean? And in this military language, when you when you guard right with soldiers, there, there's an important maybe house, important person, important something, you know, treasure, and and, and you see the military is guarding it because it's important and nothing can get through. And, and again, during Paul's time, this would be something that people would understand because obviously they would see Roman soldiers in garrisons and they would just guard, you know, different things. And obviously they know it seems impenetrable. Nothing can get through. Why? Because these soldiers are guarding it. It's important. And what is the promise here? God is saying, when you pray to me, when you are trusting me, right? when you're worshiping me, when you're seeking first my kingdom and my righteousness, and you, you pray to me, bringing these concerns that you have, these worries that you have, and with thanksgiving, knowing how good I am, what am I gonna do? I am going to guard your hearts, guard your minds with the peace with a calmness or with a confidence knowing that I am in control of your life and I'm going to love you and I'm going to always be there for you. And I'm going to do it for you. And, and it's, it's the promise is in Christ Jesus. It's a promise that is there for all of us who are in, you know, united to Christ, for, for the children of God, for the people of God. That That is the promise. And how awesome is that? That we know that he is in control. But here's the other thing. It's not just that he's going to give me this peace. If you look at verse 9, but what you have learned and received and heard and seen me practice these things, and then he says, the God of peace with, will be with you. The God of peace with, will be with you. And how awesome is that? Not only am I feeling this confidence because right, I trust in God, I, I'm seeing this promise that God of peace is with me. Right? We actually even see it in verse 5. It says, let your reasonable be known to everyone. It says, the Lord is at hand. Right? It means the Lord is near. And so he's saying the Lord is near and the God of peace will be with you. What is he saying? He saying, I'm going to be with you. And that's such an awesome thing. You know, sometimes we pray for people and, and we say, hey, you know, like I'm praying for you that, that God is with you. And it might even kind of sound trite or it might just sound maybe not that great, but how amazing is that? No matter what I am going through, no matter how hard life might be, God is with me. I'm reminded of Psalm 23, right? Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, right? We don't have to be afraid because God is with me, right? He says, you know, David said, your rod and your staff, they will comfort me, right? God, God is with me. He is always with me. No matter what I'm going through, no matter what struggles I'm going through, he is with me. I want to share a quick story about when I, when I was young. I think I was maybe four or five years old. I was, I was very young and... I was living. I was living in Korea, right? You know, a little before I, you know, came to this country. And my sister and I, we, we were, 
at our grandparents' house, right? I think my, I think my mom had brought us to my, my grandparents' house. And, and, you know, this was back in the day in Korea, I guess, uh, in, the, in the early 80s. And so I think just a different culture, different world. But um, what happened was, I think, I think I asked my, my mother, hey, can I, can, I, can I go downstairs, you know, like right outside and buy some ice cream right, for me and my sister? And I think in today's world, this would never happen. But then she gave us a little money. And so we just went right downstairs and, you know, we bought ice cream and, for those of you who might remember these things, I, I think I bought an ice cream called like Joss Bar or something like that. And so we went downstairs and bought ice cream. And even though it was right there, what happened was I, I got lost. So we go downstairs, my sister and I buy the ice cream, you know, I'm like maybe five years old, I'm very young. And I forget how to get back to my grandma's house. So I do what any kid would do, I cry. I just kind of stay there and I'm just crying. I'm, I'm wailing. And, you know, after you know, a few minutes, my mom's like, we're, we're, you know, they're not back yet. So she comes downstairs to check on us. And she says she comes down and she sees me just wailing, weeping, right? Just, just crying, you know, and not even eating my ice cream, right? But then she sees my younger sister, who's one year younger than me, and we're holding hands. And she says, my sister is smiling just eating her ice cream. And so here I am just, just crying, right? <laughs> Miserable. And you know, my sister is just smiling, eating her ice cream. And so my mom said she was very concerned, not about me. She said that, that she expected that, but she was like, why, why is it that my daughter, even though her brother's right next to her crying, she's just smiling, eating her ice cream and she doesn't care. And so she asked my sister, hey, like, well, why, why are you not crying? And my sister looked at her and said, I don't have to cry because I'm with my older brother. And that was her answer. And her, her thing was, as long as I'm with my older brother, I'm safe. I'm going to be okay. And obviously she was wrong because clearly I didn't know what I was doing and she shouldn't have trusted me. And yet she felt safe when she felt at peace. She felt the confidence. Why? Because I'm with my brother who's going to take care of me. And that might have been flawed thinking on her end, but not for us. See, for us, no matter what I go through in my life, no matter how difficult things might get, and I just feel anxious, and I feel stressed, and I feel preoccupied, and I feel worried, here's what I know. As I'm praying to God about these things, with thanksgiving, I know that I can trust him. I know that he is working for my good. And so I don't want to be so worried about these things and make those things my idols. I want to just worship him. I want to give him glory. I want to make him the number one thing. I want the ruling desire of my heart to be the Lord. And I want to trust him, being confident in him because he is so good. And, and, and then he gives me a peace that guards my heart reminding me of how good he is, but not just that, he reminds me that he is with me. Whatever I go through, he is right beside me, guiding me, loving me, taking care of me. He'll be with me all the days of my life and obviously for, for eternity after this life. And as we think about these truths, as we think about these promises, we don't have to be anxious. We can have peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding, 
which will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, knowing that the God of peace is with us. So I hope there is an encouragement for us today. And I hope that when we do feel anxious, we will just go to the Lord with prayerful, thankful hearts, presenting our request to him. And I, and I pray and I hope and I trust that we would experience peace that surpasses all understanding. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for you are so good. 